Growing up as a girl child in India means being touched, being groped and being sexually harassed at any given point of time in any public space. Sex as a subject in India is all about a man and a man's desires. Most women in India wouldn't even know what pleasure means. When I was in school, I remember being taught that sex is something you shouldn't talk about. Hi, this is Karin Weiss and welcome to the Medicus Mundi Switzerland Health for All podcast. And today we talk with Vitika Yadav, who lives in Delhi. She is the country head of Love Matters India, which is a leading sexual and reproductive health and rights website. It provides information about love, sex and relationships for all genders and sexualities based on facts, evidence and truth. Vitika is a human rights activist, a mother of a son and won several awards for her work. She is one of the film protagonists of the award-winning film Female Pleasure. Hi Vitika, I'm so happy to have another opportunity to talk to you. Welcome to this episode. Hi Corinne, thank you so much. Where do you take the courage to speak so openly about sex, love and relationships in TED Talks, on stages and in the film Female Pleasure? I think, Corinne, this is, uh, you know, the courage essentially comes from uh, you know, the way I have grown up. I think the courage comes from the society and the community that I belong to, my growing up experiences and the fact that I have firsthand experienced what it means to uh, be quiet and to sh and to suffer in shame and stigma when talking about something like sex and sexuality, which is such an integral part of who you are as a human being. I think the courage comes from the fact that I, you know, growing up, I was always given the opportunity to speak the truth, uh, to share what I felt. And at the same time, you know, how I was trying to navigate my own growing up years and trying to see what made me feel uncomfortable, how awkward I felt talking about issues, even though my parents were very supportive, even though my parents were really willing to have conversations, there was something that I felt I was ashamed about in, you know, when, in my growing up years about my own self, about being a girl, about how my body was changing. Um, so I think a lot of those experiences... Uh, really shaped my understanding of what was not okay, what was problematic. I think education, I think being exposed to information, being exposed to um, a lot of people who have uh, left a huge impression, uh, you know, on me in terms of how we, how we have to address systematic discrimination in our society, how we have to talk about issues that are not talked about. If I don't speak up, you know, uh, how do you expect anybody else to speak up for you? So we have to speak about something that was just not my experience, but shared experience of so many women and girls. You grew up in a traditional Hindu family in Rajasthan, Northern India. What does it mean to be a girl in, in this society? It meant being part of a society where everything that you do, everything that you say, you would be judged for that, where the society essentially has some 
um said and unsaid norms around how a girl child is supposed to be what uh, you know how she's supposed to behave um possibly the whole life trajectory in front of her, her is actually laid out by the society and by the community and everybody has an opinion about about um, the girl's life uh, you know and and i think that was that was something that was um, that was not unique to where i grew up but largely was the reality of um, of what um, you know uh, the society in india is largely like um, and i think within that society i f- i felt that my parents were um a little bit of a misfit i think they were questioning they were questioning a lot of things i i never felt um that uh, my birth was not celebrated and i say this because i mean i know how uh, how people spoke to me about and my parents about um, about me and how stern my parents were about the fact that they would want me to be educated and you know sort of never tell me what what i wanted to do with my life but let me really chart out my own path so it was sort of a very conflicting reality um coming from a small city in rajasthan being ex- being a part of a community that largely decides for you what a girl child is supposed to be like very very strong and harmful social norms what kind of harmful social norms were you exposed to you know the whole idea of fitting in and the definition of what is a good girl and and the good girl never never questions she never talks about sex it's a swear word um it is not good to express your feelings it is not good to be to talk about um uh, anyone you're attracted to doing the work that i'm doing i can't even imagine what a shocker it would have been for for people to even think of a profession that is actually based around talking about sex and sexuality and really and really looking at it from the perspective of rights and uh, you know rights and issues so i think really those social norms were where a boy was considered more important than a girl a boy would always get preference in education and even in nutrition you know even even if it is about life choices and what a what a child wants to do there were very clear set social norms about what uh, is okay for a boy what is um, not okay for a for a girl so really i mean that really was very very strongly entrenched in the society and continues to be in in many parts of india In India, rape and sexual harassment is a daily threat for women, as you just uh, described. Why are men behaving like this? I think everything goes back to uh, the starting point of how uh, what is the foundation, uh, you know, that we are setting for our children. A lot of conversations about sex, sexuality, consent, uh you know what what how to maintain boundaries happen very very late in life you know and perhaps never happen and by that time there are already you know everyone is exposed to popular culture bollywood being one and a lot of information that people are exposed to be it in uh, the movies or in digital spaces is not really pointing their thinking in the right direction it's really it's not respectful of women and girls what is glorified is how you uh, possibly go and chase a woman and you know you have these songs which glorify the fact that you know women uh, women will be chased by men and women will eventually fall in love with them so imagine you know how when when children grow up watching um, these films these songs and actually hearing the lyrics of such songs or such dialogues this is this is what they feel is normal so what is normalized is actually not something that is respectful and that really what the problem is and i feel 
men and boys behave the way they behave is patriarchy of course one of the most important reasons in which we are aware of um but also the norms and the social norms along with popular culture which normalize a lot of things which are problematic so you know we work a lot with men and boys trying to understand their behavior and their attitudes uh and most often they say they're very very confused about what consent really is because that's not a perspective that has ever been talked about diversity has never been talked about at a school level and i personally feel even at the age of 1 children can understand yes and no you know you tell them you teach them and they start understanding what how to maintain boundaries it is just that we as adults decide for them what is an okay time to talk about something or not and by such time unfortunately it is very very late our attitudes are already molded in a certain way and as we age it is much much more difficult to change our attitudes in 2012 there was a gang rape in delhi and a young woman lost her life due to this incident after this incident there was a lot of media coverage and the new anti rape law was passed Has India became safer for women? I wish. You know, with that one case that came to uh, that came to light and a lot of protests happened, a lot of action happened, um have rapes stopped in the country? The reality is no. Do women feel feel safe everywhere? The reality is no. groping harassment rape continues to be a reality in the country and it continues to happen every single day and perhaps the data that we see is only the data that is reported a lot of cases unfortunately are un- are uh, unreported are, are underreported and the reality that we're talking about what happens outside the house the um, the number of girls who are being raped within the families by family members or people who know them um are huge and uh, the shame and stigma that is associated to it it is so difficult to even even talk to the victims or for the victims to reach out for any kind of help or to even acknowledge that this is problematic and those numbers are huge and unfortunate reality is that i personally cannot fee- cannot say that anything changed in my life in last 40 years i just turned 40 in december and i do not think i feel any safer you are well known with your organization you know platform love matters which is the first ever website in india to give complete honest and unbiased information about love sex and relationships in both hindi and english language how does this website can help the problem you just mentioned well i very strongly feel unless and until we talk about sex openly we will never be able to talk about the things that are wrong you know when it comes to sex and sexuality and if if we do not talk about sex how can we even uh, consider talking about rape um because something that is so integral uh, to any human being's life something that is that defines um life we should be openly talking about without shame and stigma is a subject of shame we do not teach our children to be confident about their own bodies uh, we do not want them to discuss any questions and concerns they have and because we com- we always shun them for any of these topics they never feel confident talking about being abused or talking about something that was an unwanted touch something that made them feel uncomfortable which ultimately 
is also about talking to your boys talking to your uh, you know to your sons about what is respect what is boundaries what is consent because the moment we do not talk about sex you're actually not talking about any of these things and we just feel that oh you know what we we always talk about the about our child being the victim but we never think about our child being the perpetrator and that's a huge problem huge problem in the society the moment we start as parents as society as educators we shift that and we start to really understand it is so important to have these conversations have also acknowledge the discomfort in these conversations and perhaps be able to guide young people to a safe space like love matters where they can actually engage in information independently they can ask their questions and they can also share their perspectives and their stories things will not change so love matters as such was really the first ever digital initiative in india that was a space for young people to not only get information which was completely honest completely unbiased but also sex positive information you know the fact that sex is not something bad you know sex is something good and what defines good comes with a lot of elements which means consent which means respect which means good communication which means understanding boundaries which means that this is also a life cycle approach to sex and understanding your bodies so i think love matters really came up as that platform and became that safe space for young people where they could engage in information but they could also share their stories um uh, share their stories where they felt that they were not alone there were other people and other young people like them who were who also had questions who also had concerns their realities were um you know uh, matched somebody else's realities and it became that safe space for young people Yeah, it was really fascinating to go through your website. When I visited it, the, it I read headings such as clitoris, where is it anyway? Or how do I know I've started puberty? Or how to talk about condoms? So you go straight into topics which are often associated with shame, stigma or false information. How do you choose your content? the content that one sees on the love matters platform is actually the user generated content these are real questions from real people real young people and these are the questions and the concerns that they have um a lot of young i mean almost every young person who writes to us is aspiring to have great sex right and they share a lot of information they share a lot of concerns they also which also a uh, point towards a problem in terms of how some of the social norms and the and the society that they are a part of is influencing their behavior in a certain way which would which would be around you know um really about female pleasure something around uh, you know something really as simple as a female orgasm and the fact that a woman has a right to enjoy sex and uh, you know she has a right to 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 be able to say what she enjoys and what she does and which is different for every individual something like clitoris is actually a such an important part of a female body yet there is no um you know definition or description of this in the books that we read even in the biology the uh, books that we read because it is shameful women are essentially not supposed to enjoy sex they are not supposed to have any kind of pleasure when they are in the act of sex so it is it was really about a curriculum which was which redefined what sex and sexuality should be and answering questions the way young people were asking there's so many concerns around use of condom i mean most young people are writing to us saying that 
I would love to have sex without a condom and that's all I want to do. And all the information around condom, unfortunately, how it first was introduced in the country was around not getting HIV AIDS. So condom has never been associated with something that is fun and sexy and safe, right? And without any side effects. Uh, but the major impression that everybody has is that, well, you wear it so that you do not have HIV AIDS. So from a very disease-oriented approach, we change the conversation to pleasure-based approach. And how do we make contraception fun and sexy? How do we have conversations that really convince young people what is good for them, what is important for them to consider, and then take informed decisions? So really picking up on topics which are their everyday to day questions, you know, virginity, I mean, their obsession with virginity. In, in the in the country it's all about them it really points out towards patriarchal attitudes and how we look at the act of sex and how we look at power in a relationship so the questions that one sees um, are real questions from people and also the way we answer is not about putting the user down and saying that well this is such a stupid answer question and you know it it really what we we are in the field of activism but the way we are doing it is to not tell someone that you do not know enough but taking them on a journey that helps them learn and become a better version of themselves i mean you are born in the land of the kama sutra what happened in your society that sexuality and pleasure became shameful and a taboo Well, interestingly, yes, uh, India taught the world about sex and then we totally perhaps forgot about it or we started feeling shameful about sex. Uh, we have temples dedicated in the name of sex uh, and today anything to do with sex is such a taboo that we do not even um, consider it important to have comprehensive sexuality education in the country. Well, I I feel this is about patriarchy, this is about power, this is about um, systematic discrimination and uh, how that is that happens based on uh, who is in power most men in power men get education they 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 start making policies they decide what needs to be done what doesn't you know what works and what doesn't work and a lot of policies and a lot of things that would that um, that would work will largely be looking at men will be looking at male pleasure will be looking at what is okay and what is not okay from a from a male perspective and i guess that's what india that's what has happened in india i think over the years uh, we not only uh, we not only forgot what we brought to the world but we lost uh, the knowledge unfortunately to patriarchy we given uh, to uh, to the pressure of patriarchy and uh, and gender based violence you know sort of was so entrenched in our society that started reflecting in everything the policies um you know this uh, uh, the beat the policies be it um, how our communities were functioning our societies but also families and relationships individual relationships so one did see that how society in india just deteriorated and from being the world leader in talking about sex um we became that country where rape sort of became an everyday issue it still is an everyday issue and where we struggle with a lot of harsh realities though i do feel that um, you know uh, we are claiming that space again when we met in switzerland nearly 2 years ago you mentioned a problem of pornography among young people how do you deal with it unfortunately there's not much we can do to take down pornographic websites uh, we all know that it's a huge business um and uh, there is supply because there is demand
it was an important research question for us when we started love matters to really understand what are the platforms that young people prefer and go to when looking for information and a lot of young people said that well you know uh, when i am looking for information i'm not looking for academic information of what disease and how and what would be avoided i am looking for information that helps me have great sex um you know and those were real questions and uh, uh, most of young people referred to pornographic websites being their go to go to place for not only knowing what sex is about but how to be in bedroom or how to behave with their partners um and that really was a huge problem because most all pornography that is out there has been done and produced and directed with a male gaze it is hugely problematic the way women are treated women are literally abused in the videos um and also how they how a lot of young people and especially men had such unrealistic expectations about sex and about real sex which is very very different in real life and that really was a problem so when we started the platform and we started putting information we started doing all kinds of audio visual and written content it was really about making sure that there was an alternate pro, uh, platform which was not just about giving information but it was about giving information which was fun which was interesting which answered these questions and which was sex positive we were talking about good things around sex we were talking about pleasure we were talking about orgasms we were talking about you know great communication what makes it you know how to spice up your sex life we were doing answering everything that actually people wanted to know but from a rights perspective and it didn't have to be boring it had you know everything that was being taught around about sex was so academic and so boring which had which did not work for young people and that's the space and the gap i i i think we we filled in and which is why i think pornography continues to stay as one of those research areas for us because in the digital space frankly we are competing with the biggies we compete with pornography which has huge investments behind them and we as a platform are doing that with you know uh with with funds which are limited but we are so happy that the response has been so amazing and we have over 20 million user base um in india for love matters in the current internet porn culture women are mainly there to satisfy men their own sexuality their wishes and desires are often ignored and the clitoris is simply not existent i know you were in contact with pornhub one of the biggest porn platforms in the world Did you try to advocate for women's rights and female pleasure? We did, um but uh the first conversations that we had actually with Pornhub was not only to point out the problems but also to know the kind of keywords that young people use uh you know uh, on their platform. Um and in terms of you know really pushing for good quality content, I think those conversations are the ones that we have had. uh with pornhub but um it's a very different perspective when somebody is in a conversation from the business perspective because they do not see women as a big market unfortunately um and uh, for them they feel the safe they feel this is a business and in this business they're looking at a very specific market which is the male market i wouldn't say that they have not been keen on trying out certain things which which might work for female audience but 
uh, we've not seen any action on it. But yes, definitely, I, I would say there are a few organizations who have tried to really look at pornography from the perspective of uh, safe sex and good sex and also from the perspective of uh, women and female pleasure. But that's not a huge market according to according to you know the the porn filmmakers and i think that's where the big problem is i remember that you told me about revenge porn among young people that they film each other and that these films are uploaded on porn sites how do you deal with it what happens with the girls or women seeing themselves on these platforms so, I mean, unfortunately, revenge porn is uh, is a huge problem in India and around the world. I wouldn't say there is even one single country that is currently not dealing with the problem of revenge porn. And essentially, that links to the attitude of how men look at women, look at um, exploiting women and harassing women. Just because it is taken, uh, you know, it's put on the internet platform, sometimes men also take advantage of the fact that, um, you know, you, uh, you cannot be traced, you know, and there are different ways and means. The whole digital means, you know, sort of gives them this feeling that they can, um, they can say and they can do anything and they cannot be traced. Um, and that's really become a huge, huge, huge problem. And I again feel that while everybody talks to their children about not becoming a victim to something like revenge porn, nobody talks to them about the fact that you could be a potential perpetrator. Now, if you look at just the statistics in, in India, and if you look at the age group, this is really the age group between 12 and um, 18, you know, which is engaging in a lot of revenge porn. Uh, and uh, uh, if you speak to parents, you know, it will be a big surprise for them to really see their child as as the perpetrator. You know, my child doesn't do this. And the fact is, that's really what the problem is and where the problem is. So Revenge Pond, we did a very strong campaign that actually went viral the, on, on Revenge Pond. We really used the language that, um, that young people use, uh, you know, in relationships and in texting and in videos and really bringing the harsh reality out. And at the same time, uh, you know, it's about uh, what makes for safe internet behavior. Um, and more important than that, what we are doing is a lot of workshops with young people that focus on your internet personality. How do you make your uh, make a positive internet personality? What does that mean? And really starting these conversations early on as adolescents, because it's so important for them to really understand that this is a shared space. These are public spaces, but also having the conversations that when two people are in a relationship, there are certain uh, uh, you know, uh, certain things that we need to be careful about. It's about keeping yourself safe, but it is also about your responsibility towards your partner and what shouldn't change if you are not together. Uh, so the issue of revenge porn, I think, is a very difficult one, one that is growing um, and I think there is this so much that is not reported and underreported. Um, it's a huge challenge. It's a huge problem. I think I was in college when one of the first MMS scandals happened and the parents uh, had to leave the city, had to leave the school, the identity, everything. Um, so I think the, you know, it, it just does not stop there. 
it's the trauma of your identity being taken away your space being taken away you have to stop school in college whatever and you never don't even know how your parents are going to respond to it i mean india is not a country where largely parents are very supportive of young people having relationships their first reaction to something like this will be is this the reason why we were sending you to school or college so it's a very different mindset you cannot for most part you're not even confident if your parents will hear you out and give you support in that scenario the focus really has to be on teaching young people teaching our children about having a positive uh, internet personality and what does that mean and of course i think the reporting and linking to the crime you know and tracing uh, tracing the perpetrator is a super important one we talked about the upbringing the success of the website law of matters and before we close i would like to talk about the female pleasure the film where you were one of the protagonists Female pleasure is a plea for fulfilled sexuality for women. And even today, women can't celebrate their body, their sexuality freely. And if they do so, in most parts of the world, they are despised or even threatened. What does this film mean to you? I was I would say inspire women and girls to talk about their own bodies to their own self and to not feel ashamed about talking about sex talking about pleasure claiming it um to really understand what makes for a healthy relationship and sex is such an important part of it so female pleasure really I would say has been has been a game changer I don't think and I don't remember if there has been a film that resonated with a global audience as female pleasure did speaking about experiences and some really powerful experiences with different realities India yes is a country where harassment and groping and rapes happen but India is also a country where women are leading some of the most important work around female pleasure and sexuality and which is empowering and which is inspiring and we ourselves you know we have to change the realities in our lives and we have to be able to talk about it so i think female pleasure really became that film and gave that platform uh, to to women from different countries to voice their opinions and to talk about their powerful work thank you so much for this interview and i wish you all the best for your work in lifting the taboos around sexuality love and relationships Thank you Kareen it was a pleasure to talk to you and yeah let's continue to give sex a good name This was the Medicus Mundi Switzerland Health Soul podcast with Karin Weiss you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts Spotify and on our website to spread the message please leave a comment on our website share and like it stay tuned the next episode in this series is round the corner